I'm here with Bryce Bunker and Brooke Bunker Williams of Bunker Family Funeral Home. Perfect. Okay. Bunker Family Funeral Home. And the best way to get a hold of them is. Go ahead. Oh, so the best way to get a hold of me is 480 238 or my email address, which is uh, bwilliams at bunkercares.com. Awesome. Best best way for, for us is to, to visit our website at bunkerfuneral.com or gilbertmemorialpark.com. The phone number will be in the corner, but that's 480-964-8686. And then you'll, you'll get a hold of us one way or another. Okay. okay. And if, if you're wanting to talk to me, it would be about pre-planning. If it's about, okay. you know, something imminent, then... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not your girl. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Right. Awesome. It's a gift. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It really is. It's just. It's kind of the last gift that you can get. And we were talking about how you know when you're making those decisions when you're in mourning it. It. It, what it does for people is they're they're just carrying out a plan versus having to make big decisions. Uh, it, it you know shorten some of the time that they're having to spend at the funeral home so they can be spending time with their family. Right. Um, so you know it just takes some of the emotion out of it. You know, especially yeah. between siblings and that sort of thing. They're just honoring what mom and dad wanted. Yeah. Well, and I think also um, we kind of project what we would want. Like we really want to do what mom and dad wanted, but we right. don't know what it is, so we're right. guessing. Exactly. And that's where some disagreement comes in because mm -hmm. I'm just guessing based on what I would want. Right. My sister's just guessing based on what she would want, mm -hmm. and then, but you really don't know. Right. And so that's kind of where some of the strife comes in too. Is you, Absolutely. You really want to do what's best for mom and dad, but you're just guessing. Right. So it takes all that guessing out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what does what does a pre-planned, um, what would you call it, a pre-planned funeral? Funeral, okay, yeah. so what does that entail, a pre-planned funeral? Um, so we help them decide what it is that their wishes are, you know, whether they want burial or cremation, whether, you know, what, if they want full kind of traditional services or, you know, just what, what's going to meet their needs. Um, we help them fill out what we call a vital statistics form. So it's just all of that basic information that the funeral home's going to need um, for a death certificate, contact information for family, yeah. that sort of thing. So all of that information's in one place. Family's not having to search for it. That's huge too, because it is a search, because yeah. you don't know their filing system, and a lot of times there isn't a right. filing system. Right. Yes. And so yes. you're just rummaging through paper trying to find birth certificates and you know, records from the military and stuff like that. And you're just searching everywhere. Right. That's huge to have that all in one right. place. Yeah. That's a huge And if idea. they want to get, you know, very detailed, they can plan out their service and, you know, the, we keep that in the file as well. So um, we can do that. And then the other um, part of it is that they can prepay for their final expenses and you know the benefit to that is they're locking in today's pricing yeah. what I tell people is it never gets less expensive nothing does nothing <laughs> unfortunately yeah. it doesn't um, and so you know that's really beneficial too so then they're not leaving that financial burden to their family as well yeah because someone has to pay for it right and so right. it is another gift for right. it to be you mm -hmm. and they don't have to worry about that because exactly. a lot of times if it's not in a trust and stuff that money is locked up too. Right. It's locked right. away, and so they're scrambling mm -hmm. to pay for it. Even though mom and dad's estate can pay them back, it's not available. Right. Exactly. So that's huge too. Well, and, and I like to educate people on 
um, the pre-planning that we do, it, it is a, it's a specific type of life insurance, um, it, but it's different from most, most life insurance in that um, you don't have to have a death certificate in order to draw on those funds. Um, so with traditional life insurance, you know, there's going to be a wait time and so you're not going to have access to those, yeah. to those funds, where with this, the funds are immediately released to the funeral home and we move forward with carrying out. Yeah, and, and well, and let's talk about that life insurance aspect a little bit because I do a lot of Medicaid, um, Arizona long-term care planning, mm -hmm. and all the time we love to see that because you have to spend down to qualify for Medicaid a lot. Yep. This is a perfect way to do it because you are someone's going to have to pay for it, like right. I said. I, I meet with people who are doing spend downs yeah. regularly, yeah. and and as, as long as we um, make that um, insurance policy irrevocable, then the state doesn't look at it as an asset. Right, so it's a non, it's a way of locking up mom and dad's money for their use and the state doesn't count it against them when they're qualified. Exactly. So that's something really important to think of mm -hmm. when you're pre-planning and you know mom and dad's gonna go downhill and they may need you know, assisted living or care in the future. Right. Pre-planning is a great way to, to lock away some of that estate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Let's talk about some misconceptions about what you do. What is it people don't really understand about what you do or believe something that's not true? Well, a lot of times people think that they can come in and just pay the funeral home. They think they're going to just write a check to the funeral home, mm -hmm. um, you know, 20 years before they pass. Um, and uh, many years ago, maybe <laughs> uh, they did that and it, it's something that we no longer do. And that's to protect both parties. Yeah. Um, the reason, you know, you don't want a funeral home to close their door and doors and, and run away with your money. Right. Um, so it's really important to protect those funds, which is why we use an insurance policy to, to protect those funds. It also makes it transferable. If they move out of state, they can transfer the policy to another funeral home. So really it's for the benefit of, of the people yeah. who are wanting to Okay, in. that's fantastic. So if they come in and do a pre-plan, they're not coming in and just paying you money ahead of time. Right. They're really buying a life insurance type policy. But it's based on today's pricing. Okay. So they're locking in today's pricing yeah. when they do that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. nothing goes down in price. <laughs> <laughs> and typically, I mean, traditionally, funeral costs have dramatically outpaced CPI in terms of inflation. And uh, so, so even if you look at a, a typical interest growth that you would see on a policy, if if that trend holds true and funeral costs are um, are growing at a faster rate than even your interest is, we take the shortfall as the funeral home take the shortfall on that. So if you bought a five thousand dollar policy just to make up numbers. Right. Our costs grew to seven thousand dollars ten years later, yeah. but that money only grew to six thousand dollars. As Brooke alluded to, those costs that you that were guaranteed at the time of, of the policy, you won't have to pay any more than that. The funeral home then takes the shortfall on. Okay, that. you're guaranteed that price. Yes, right? yes, and yeah. if and if it exceeds it, so using that same example, if you put in five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, our costs went to seven thousand dollars, and for some reason it outpaced that and grew to $8,000, we as a funeral home, our policy's always been that we only take what today's prices are. So we would then return that, oh. amount, those funds back to the family. So it's not, it's not a risk reward right. calculation for the family. They will never pay more than today's prices. So in that regard, we look at it as always being in the best benefit financially for the family. Yeah. 
Yeah, that money's gonna come out of someone's pocket at some time. Sure. It's right. the truth. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those truths of life, right? You know? And the more prepared we are, the better off we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, to, to answer your question too on the misconception, there's this interesting uh, narrative that funeral homes can prey on the grief of, of families at the time of their passing when they're not um, in their right state of, of mind and they're in a state of grief, yeah. which is completely understandable. Um, and so as a result, there's all these regulations from the, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission and things, but the reality is any funeral home that's reputable will beg you to make those decisions far in advance before yeah. those emotions are at play so that at the time when you lose somebody you love, you can focus on healing and on your connections and relationships yeah. with the people around you. And much of those decisions that, that can be overwhelming have already been made a long time ago when you weren't in a state of grief and you were in a better yeah. a better place mentally yeah. to make sense. And you're not decisions. the limbit part of your brain that's just reactionary. Yes, that's it, right. exactly. You're in shock. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And so to make and I do you have people that come back sometimes and say that's not what I did or said or they don't even remember meeting with you mm -hmm. or anything. Do you have that happen? I'm just imagining Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean it, it happens and especially when, when you're uh, you're dealing with with an, an elderly demographic that yeah. they may have different uh, medical challenges and right. things, then it, it's not uncommon for, for them to be a little bit forgetful. And that's why it's important for yeah. us to maintain uh, very specific documents and them to maintain documents so yeah. that we both have them on file. Yeah, I mean, well, and I just think that, um, you know, like traumatic things that happen in my life, like my husband's in a bad accident, I can't tell you about those two days. I mean, sure. I can right. tell you moments that really stood up and will never leave and, you sure. know, right. sure. stuff like that, but it's really hard mm -hmm. to, to function when you're under shock under and that kind of right. trauma. Right. So if yeah. that decision's been made by mom and dad ahead of time, it's just, mm -hmm. it's it just is. so much easier on the children. Right. In fact, we call it, um, we call it the talk. Like, yeah. you, you know, your parents have to talk with you when you're little, no one yeah. wants to have it, yeah, it's right. very uncomfortable, yeah. you know, yeah. no one wants to have the talk. Yeah. Right. But now we need to have that talk with our parents and, mm -hmm. and, and it's uncomfortable and it's hard. And yeah. then they accuse us of, just like our teenagers, you know, yeah. accuse yeah. us of, why are you talking to me about this? Oh, you no. just want me to be, you're just weird or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's, yeah. uh, but to have that talk with our parents yeah. because really that is important. Mm -hmm. that, sure. So we understand what they want, you right. know, and, and they, and sometimes depending on the parent or the child, it's a series of talks. Sure. It's just opening up the communication. Sure. It is. That, that's one of the things that I just encourage people, you know, go home, talk to your yeah. family about this. And most of the time when I meet with people, it's, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have taken care of this. We've been meaning to do this. Yes. Yeah, that, and I tell people, yes. it's not, it's not the thing that anybody wants to talk about, right. think about, pay for, but it's something that's inevitable for all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's something that we're all going to have to face at some point. And it's like a shot, like the the building up to it, you know, right. and then you get in like, I've had that comment a lot. Like right. you made, you made this really easy. Yeah. This wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and I do, I try to make it as you know simple as possible. Yeah. And, so, and do you go into people's homes if they need you to come into their, well, their home? Well, pre-COVID, I did a lot right. more. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot more home visits. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some visits. Okay. Um, but as a service, you offer under normal yes, circumstances. Yes, yes, under normal circumstances. Okay. We meet at the funeral home. Sometimes people want to meet at the funeral home yeah. versus their home. Um, one thing that's been really neat, uh, 
since COVID is we have the capability to do a lot of things just electronically. Yeah. So if, you know, I know some older people don't, aren't electronically savvy, but if yeah. they have a child that is, we can take care of virtually everything electronically yeah. if they don't want, you know, that exposure, yeah. but they're wanting to get something in place. We do FaceTime calls, Zoom <laughs> calls, you know, that right. sort of thing. So we have a lot of options, especially yeah. right now. That's great, and and if uh, they're out of kids are out of state too, you mm -hmm. can bring them all in. Yeah, into the yeah. same. I've worked with a lot of children who are out of state yeah. who have gotten things taken care of for their parents. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find like if you really can't have that that conversation and they refuse, sometimes mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, bring it to us. We'll talk to them about it. Like, yeah, we're happy to take that off of your plate and let you just be the child or the spouse mm -hmm. or whatever, and we'll talk to them. Like, mm -hmm. do you have that sometimes too, where? Yeah. Well, maybe the ones. <laughs> yeah. Just make an appointment. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we, I haven't, you know, a lot of times where it's like, you know, my parents really don't want to talk about yeah. this. Mom's a little bit more willing. Can I bring mom in? Yeah. And, you know, we, we try to help. If we're given a heads up, I, yeah. you know, and like I said, I've worked in assisted living, so I'm pretty good at communicating right. with <laughs> elderly people. And, yeah. And really, I think a lot of it is just putting them at ease. Yeah. You know, they just want to to know that you're advocating for them, that, right. that you want what's best for them. And yeah. that's always my policy is I want to do what's best for you. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk you into anything that you don't want. I'm, I'm going to do what's best for you. Yeah. And that's really important. I think people feel that mm -hmm. when it when it's sincere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Did I miss anything? Is there something else you want to say about no, I, misconceptions? I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, what do you wish people understood before they came to see you? Did you think of anything? Um, not really. Can you think of anything? I couldn't think of anything really. I mean, really, we kind of talked about it before, but I, I love to be able to educate people, you know, when they're a little bit younger so that they don't, because so many people do go out and purchase an insurance policy that really isn't that great yeah for their final expenses because right. it's not going to be readily available you yeah know, that sort of thing and so um but really that's kind of just getting them in the door to be able to educate them right right so um, i can't think of anything beforehand no i think it's just understanding and we've, we've kind of covered it already but that this is not as difficult of a process as people build it up to be in their mind and we're fairly personable people and, <laughs> and not overly intimidating and their their answers that they they already have for yeah. the most part that they already know and so there's not you know an overabundance of decisions that they're making that's going to be a stressful process but we're going to be there and make it as easy and as conversational as possible so it doesn't feel like they're in this very scary intimidating process of, of making these arrangements that that are overwhelming yeah i think a lot of it's just the fear of the unknown they've never done this before you right. know and that's what people i hear over and over i've never done this before yeah. so i don't know and, and really if there's something that they're not quite sure of then it's it's okay i i have done this before right let me give you a couple things to think about does this make more sense for you or does this make more sense yeah. for you so it's just you know helping them kind of focus in on on what it is that they want yeah and i and i've been to your place and it's not it's not grim it's it's a very hopeful happy place actually the ambiance is very it's not intimidating 
you know, or cold. Right. And I think that's one thing that we've, we've tried to do in, in all of our locations. Granted, we have some facilities that one of them's over 100 years old. Obviously, we've, we've oh, yeah. updated it and mm -hmm. things. But, but from our staff and the way we treat people to our facilities, to everything about us, our branding and everything, we try to make it feel a whole lot more approachable and, again, conversational and not, not those stereotypes of being dark and cold and yeah. monotone and right. some, you know, a, a little bit yeah. bordering on creepy for some people. <laughs> yeah. And, right. yeah. and, and yeah. I, think, I think people find that if, they, if they've left us and don't say, well, that was a lot easier, whether it's pre-planning or whether it's funeral planning, that was a lot easier than I expected, then we had failed. Yeah. Then we failed to do our job and adequately serve that family the way they deserve to, because that's, at, at its core, our responsibility is to take that weight off of that family, whether it's a pre-plan or an ad-need situation in, in order for, uh, for them to focus on things that are more important. Yeah, and one other thing I would say is too that we're fourth generation in this industry. So, you know, we've been serving the community here for what, 65 years in, in Mesa yeah. and now in Gilbert. And, and so for us, it's really, you know, an honor to carry on the legacy of serving the community. So. Yeah people are what's most important to us. And I think we, we grew up in a unique scenario where when the phone rang at our house, you, you, never, you never knew what could potentially be on, mm -hmm. on oh, the other side, whether yeah. it was you know, a parent that lost a child or somebody that's yeah. lost a parent or anything. And so from that standpoint, it's a unique way of growing up that kind of, I think, instills in you, even in our siblings who aren't actively in, in the funeral business, instills in you this respect and reverence for and empathy for people who go through um, yeah. the difficult process of losing somebody they love. Yeah. yeah. And probably watching how your parents dealt with people who were... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, 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 like you said, we were trained at a young age how to talk on the phone and how to take a message and how to, you know, to, yeah. to do that just because back then my dad did get a lot of phone yeah. calls at home. At so, home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was pre pre cell phone. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> there are only a few ways to get a hold yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the benefits of pre planning, and who should pre plan. Um, okay, so I think everyone should pre plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, the the benefits we talked a little bit about this um, previously, but just um, to get all of the information in one yeah. place. Um, to you know make it so that your kids aren't having to make big decisions at an emotional time yeah. i mean sometimes you know people end up making decisions that they really wouldn't have made had they pre-planned because they're they are emotional they they do think they need to spend ten thousand dollars on a casket or something right, you know right. just because they're trying to, to honor, honor right mom and dad and maybe that's not the best decision um for them so it's just you know it's really just making sure that you know the kids don't all have to come to an agreement on things yeah. um you know death and and money can you know cause strife in even the best of families in so, the best of families yeah really yeah so and you'd be surprised with things you know i we have people all the time come no we won't fight we won't fight but we see when both parents have passed away is really when we see it the most and, and the smallest thing could be the most important right. you know like the song that is played mm -hmm. or sung, and, right. that, and that becomes something really worth fighting over because it means something to you. Right. But it causes more strife than the parent would have wanted. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's 
that's the whole goal is to to just have things in place so you're just carrying out mom and dad's wishes yeah. you're not having to to make any of those big decisions you're taking that financial burden away from the kids um you know and just having that peace of mind for both of the parents and you know the adult children yeah. so how does someone go about making a pre-plan what would they do so, um, well, they can reach out to, most of the time they reach out to the funeral home. That's okay. because obviously that's the most yeah. logical thing to do is yeah. to call the funeral home. Um, you know, we do send out things in the mail, you know, um, questionnaires and that sort of thing mm -hmm. for people to fill out and then we'll contact them through that. Um, but a lot of times we just see them reach out to the funeral home and then they put us in touch okay. with them. Okay. Yeah. And then you'll take everything from there. You've got, you've got all the paperwork. You've got all the. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And I tell people I'll hold your hand through the whole process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I think one distinction that needs to be be made too is because I 100% agree with Brooke. I, I know it sounds like the answer we're supposed to have, but we really do believe everyone should pre-plan. Now we understand that there are sudden tragic deaths yeah. that occur, and, and mm -hmm. those you can't prepare for. It's yeah. not that's right. not a normal part of life to prepare for those things. But as as people get to their later stages in life, pre-planning does not always have to mean uh, a financial aspect of it, of pre-funding everything. Granted, we're very much advocates for that, and we will present those options, and there are a number of options that fit within every budget for families, um, and, and we certainly are advocates for the benefits of that. But even if that doesn't fit in your, your particular situation at this point in time, you still have the ability to come in and make those decisions, document those decisions and those wishes for your family. You keep a copy, they keep a copy, and, and those are solidified. And that is that doesn't take anything, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a service right. that, that we provide 100% completely free of charge just so people can have that that peace of mind and know that their kids will, will know yeah. what their wishes are. That's amazing. That's really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it just simplifies for everyone. It just yeah. takes the burden off. Yeah, that's a really great service. Mm -hmm. Brooke, you're you're the pre-plan specialist. Mm -hmm. If they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Yes. So um, they can email me. Okay. Um, did you want me to say? Yeah. Me? Okay. Yeah. Um, B Williams at bunkercares.com. Okay. They can also call me at four eight zero two three eight five 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 eight. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so um, Rice, let's talk about why you do this. What gets you up in the morning, going to work? I love what I do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I do. I, I love, I love what I do. Not because it's fun in the sense that you you think of fun. It's certainly not a fun profession, um, but it's it's something that I take a great deal of, of pride in, and I find extremely important. Uh, death is difficult. There's yeah. no, there's no getting around that it's very emotional and there's a great quote that says to take the the pain out of, of death or take the grief out of death would be to take the love out of life and so it's impossible for it not to hurt when we love somebody and, and lose somebody um, but there's there are so many things that happen after somebody passes away and decisions that are need to be made and it is an honor to be there side by side with the family and have them feel trust and comfort in you knowing that, that you'll be there with them every step of the way. So 
there's a, a great deal of just pride that comes in helping people during the most difficult times of their life. Yeah, I, um, my personal belief is that the two most sacred times of a life is a birth and a birth death. And death. Yeah. Absolutely. And and having had kids, I always believed that about birth. You know, sure. you, after you've experienced having right. a child, you know, you understand that it's it's really just a sacred experience. That as I've worked in this industry, just and, and close to people who are preparing for death or or dying or who have, it's a privilege to be part of someone's life as that's going on or to part of the to be part of that moment I think is a privilege and it creates the, these special bonds that you have yeah. with people when mm -hmm. during one of the most impactful moments of your life you were able to spend that time with them. and and when people when there's a death in the community we all have this innate goodness inside of us that says we want to help what mm -hmm. what can we do and the majority of the time we don't know what to do we don't yeah. know how to help and we're in a unique position where we can and yeah. we can be there and we can help them and that feels that feels good and feels rewarding and you can help somebody who's in need. Yeah, fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.